Craggy's Connacht Rugby Podcast. It's the Benetton home game. Connacht are just leaving the field. There's a bigger crowd here than I was expecting today. I've got Danny Deegan for the moment. I think William might join us later on, but there's a technical hitch with Galway Bay. Oh, Danny, what are you expecting? That's a pretty strong Benetton side. It is, and I believe uh, they, they arrived a day early than they have been, so they're obviously targeting this, but this is Connacht's home ground. They've got to bounce back after last week. You know, they had the winning, or they were within, uh, they were still in that game last week that they probably should have taken something more out of. Um, but back at home, we've done well against these guys in the past. To me, that's got to be the expectation. We've got to, got to get a bonus point here just to pull us back up the table. Exactly, I'd be happy with the win. And after Munster's unbelievable win against Edinburgh last night, if the form goes by anything, we should have the... We should have enough to win this game and win it well because Benetton don't win away from home. No, they don't. They, they've struggled on, uh, away from home. Uh, they're, they're doing the business at home. Seem like a, a connect of old. But we, we also need to do that. We need to make this place really difficult to win. And we have done in the last couple of games. You know, uh, the last couple of times we were here, we've only let in a try a game. So, again, to me, that's got to be the standard. That's got to be what we're looking for. Um, just expect it. Yeah, yeah, well... Whatever bit of rain was supposed to come has held off. There's absolutely no breeze. I don't remember the last time I saw the flags hanging absolutely limp on the flagpole. So, um, perfect weather for a game of rugby. We'll talk again on 20 minutes. OK, 20 minutes gone. Connacht drawing 7-all. William hasn't made it back from the technical fix, so I now have Packy who's going to try and do a good William accent for me. What are you thinking so far? How are you doing, Alan? <laughs> a bit disappointing so far. Benetton had the best of the play, haven't they? Yeah. Um, they look a better team at the minute. Um, we're kind of we're very loose at the ball. Jeez, some of the kicking is um, really poor. Um, I just hope to pick it up a little bit. There's more intent, definitely, from Benetton's side. So I don't know. What do you reckon? Yeah, well, I'm just still, still to try from a second row from inside his own half was pretty amazing from Niall Murray. It has to be said. It was like a galloping lumberjack racing through there. <laughs> it was uh, no something else. He's got he's some athlete. He's some athlete. I uh, love seeing good higher honours. Really, is some athlete. He is. He is. Well, let's hope we get more from Connor because they, they seem a bit disjointed out there. But we'll talk again at half time. Okay. Okay, Paggy, it's half time. Connacht leads 17 7. That was a much better 20, second 20 minutes. It was. Way better. Uh, started to hold on to the ball a bit more. Kicking was better. Um, yeah, uh, when they started playing rugby, Benetton weren't able, to, weren't able to hold them at all. So, as you know, we'll see how it goes into the second half. They're still dangerous, though. They are very dangerous on the ball. Um, you know, we need to make sure the ball goes, goes dead with them. The back three. Well, Smith is off, isn't he? He went off yeah. injured, but uh, your man Watson, Marcus Watson's lightning, lightning yeah. fast. Yeah, good crack though. It's good to watch. It's best, best game we've had here for a while. It yeah. has to be said. Yeah. Okay, we talk again in 60 minutes. All right, 60 minutes, and I've eventually found William. He's made it back into the clan stand. William Connolly, 24-14, but the momentum starts to, seems to have swung towards Benetton again. Yeah, there's a lot of huffing and puffing by Connacht in this second half. Their accuracy has dropped. 
I think the physicality has dropped a little bit as well. I mean, they've had enough field position to have put this game away. Uh, but some bad decision-making close to the line, not willing to, to maybe just make that pass in the first half. Benetton get a score next, this could get really messy. They've played with a bit of verve, they've passed the ball well. And I think they've actually uh, they've shown up a few deficiencies maybe in, in, in Connacht. Connacht have cleared their bench at this stage. So let's see what happens. There you go, William. Double scores for Connacht in the end, but didn't look like it was a double scores game. No, that was a very huffy and puffy performance by Connacht. I said that at 60 minutes. They Look, they've won well. They've scored five tries, but not tight enough, not accurate enough. Uh, seemed to switch off for about 20 minutes there and then got going again. Bench not at it tonight like we expect from them, with the exception of Caelan Blade, who came on and did very well. Um, Benetton got a guy sent off correctly for a, for a bad challenge on Dylan Tierney Martin but they came back then and scored a try after that they kept going that's I don't know whether it's uh, slightly condescending to say but that's possibly the best Benetton display I've seen in a long time here yeah. but they've still come out Connacht have come out they needed to win the game but they need you know that won't beat Ulster in the next URC game here and it's the sort of performance with the errors that won't beat Newcastle next week and it could cost you in breathe. Once the game gets very open, Connacht seemed to get a bit stretched and a bit stressed. Yeah. But they needed the win. They needed a bonus point. They've got it. And, um, yeah, it's into Europe now. And then it's back at the Inter-Pro time at Christmas. OK, we've got Danny and Packy. We've heard from William. Guys, we were chatting to you during the game. How did you feel that went in the end? I know the score is good, but... Yeah. It was kind of loose enough. I, I don't know. It was um, some nice scores. Yeah. Boyle, I thought, was, Boyle or Bundy from in the match for me. They dovetailed really well together as well. Uh, he's a gift to coming onto the ball at top speed, Boyle, doesn't he? He, he always had. Um, Dylan Turley Martin again with a great, um, great when he came in. A one line out missed. Not his fault, and that's his 100% record gone, I think. Yeah, he did 100% is, yeah. all season long. Like he's, he's, he's playing really well. It's great to have. We have a lot of talent there. Yeah. Um, just need to get them motoring properly. Yeah, uh, it's funny, we're sort of complaining. William wasn't too happy, and I'm, I'm strange. I don't know, maybe I found the atmosphere a little bit strange today, but um, it's a case of, I don't think we played that well yet. We scored 38 points. Yeah, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. It, it, it was like that. It was, um, I thought we tried to score maybe too early in the phases, you know, yeah. phase one, phase two. I don't know. They should have just like they could have they could have played them a little bit more. A little bit more. A couple of I would consider wrong options taken. Jack still doesn't look 100 percent right, but he's yeah. he's coming in. He's coming into he's coming into form. Um, which yeah, there's lots to be positive about. Oh, there is. Right, Danny, what sort of stats have we got on that match now? Well, uh, Connacht had nine entries to 22, scored six of them. So can't go wrong with that uh, because Benetton had nine as well and they only scored three. Right. So. Well, that's one of the things that Andy was being complained about, that we're not clinical enough in the 22. You can't really complain with that. Well, no, we, we, we got the bonus point, got the job done. It doesn't matter how it looks, doesn't matter how many t tackles you missed. We won, we didn't give them a bonus point, uh, either a losing or a try. So what can you complain about? Well, absolutely, all right, fair enough. <laughs> OK, I think we'll, that's enough on those lads, where I'm going to break it off down to um, go down to Murty's and have a bit of grub, and we'll finish off the podcast with William. Thanks, guys. OK, we'll see you later, Alan. <laughs> 
a win for Connacht and you've made it through the Bundy mania downstairs. So uh, what's it like? What do, you, what do you feel about that performance? It was the five points that were needed. Yeah, really happy with the five points. With the 38-point score, it was good because, um, yeah, we've been so close to firing and attacking the last few weeks, um, but it hasn't quite been firing. And to get 38 points out there against a, a good side um, was really positive and hopefully we can build on that and keep adding more points to the tally. They were physical, they were fast, um, and they tried to keep playing rugby, which sometimes from Bennett on Italian side you don't see. They didn't kick the ball very much. They wanted to. They made you work quite hard, particularly in midfield. Oh, the last 10 minutes, I could barely even walk. Whatever it is with Treviso, home or away, it's just always a really tough fixture on the lungs. And yeah, they're physical and they run it, but just everything combined... Um, you are really, really blown out there. So it was good to get a try at the end and, and kind of finish on that high note. And the forwards have continued their good form. The line-out's going well. You seem to get dominance in the scrum at the start. Maybe they came back a little bit. But, you know, there's, there's two units in rugby. you got forwards and backs. The forwards still seem to be getting better in every game. Yeah, I think we've been improving every game forwards-wise and took probably a little bit of a step back against Munster. So we did a lot of scrum and maul on training this week and Deval and Cully really got into us. And I think it, we saw the fruits of it out there. Um, some really good forward play, good line-out, good maul. And then that scrum was a, it was a dominant scrum for the most part as well. Europe next week. Uh change of pace change of emphasis it, it always feels a little different to your domestic competition um, yeah potentially but we're going to go try and win that game as, as we do every other game and we're going to prep the same way we're going to do everything the same way so yeah it'll be just another game of rugby new lights today do they make a difference it certainly did I think for the people watching uh, it looks a completely different place with those lights switched on it's, it just looks so much brighter yeah, Connacht might want me to say they're making a huge difference, but I don't know there's lights when I'm playing a game. Uh, sorry, Steve, but yeah, lights are lights, yeah. And what about the, the, the surface? Um, getting more used to that because you're training on it all the time now? It's, it's, is it becoming like second nature? You just you know, you know what to expect? Yeah, to be fair, the, the, the surface is class. Um, from the minute we got on it, we've loved it. Um, you're just getting consistency and you're, you don't care if it's raining or it's windy or whatever. It's just a consistent surface. And then particularly scrummaging on it as well. It is a really different surface, even to other 4Gs to scrummage on. So I think that is a, a big advantage we can have because we practice on it every week. So I think you'll see a scr- the scrum for us being a real, um, a real positive in all, in all our games going forward. Is it a trade secret what's different about it? I don't know. Like, yeah, you scrummage a little bit shorter with your legs at 90 degrees I don't do much scrummage anyway but that's what the front row say um, yeah but and in fairness we've put a lot of emphasis on the scrum this year and particularly when I'm at number 8 there and the, scr- and the ball's going forward you just have so much freedom so it's like it's, it just gives you such a momentum shift in games and lets everything else flow off the back of it so hopefully we can keep that going uh, heading into these next two European games and just overall at, the, at this stage of the season I mean that's you know you, this is the halfway point of the season in the URC so it's four wins five defeats it's 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 keeping you positive there's a lot of teams close together do you pay attention to what other teams are doing like Munster winning last night or are you just focused on what Connacht are at? It's just focused on ourselves I, I watched the game last night but as a kind of a rugby fan more so than getting anything big into it um, no we've just got to focus on ourselves if we put wins together if we put performances together we'll start climbing that table and not that it doesn't matter who we're playing against, but that's kind of the way we've got to look at it and just focus on ourselves, keep improving each individual element. Um, 
harnessing our strengths, working on our weaknesses, and I think we'll be in a good place. Paul, good to talk to you, and uh, we'll catch up again soon. Thank you. Good victory in the end in terms of points scored, five tries, bonus point. What do you think of the performance overall, Andy? I'm really happy with the first half, William. I thought um, that set the victory up, 17-10 at half time. But uh, I thought there was there was more damage done than 17-10 at half time. I thought, or 17-7, I think it was. Um, I thought there was, uh, you know, some really good direct run rugby from us um, I thought we set a, a platform with our scrum I thought we set a platform with some of our attack and certainly our defence um, I thought the second half we dropped off you know we scored a try at the start of the second half we scored one at the end of the second half but there's 36 minutes in the middle there where uh, we could have been better It seemed to get hard work for Connacht in, in that and maybe did they switch off a bit or did Benetton maybe lift it a little bit I thought Benetton were on for, for most of the game, to be honest, and, and they're a good rugby side. I think where we uh, we fell into the trap of probably getting comfortable thinking we're two or three scores up and, and now we can just play this you know this, uh, this loose rugby and you can't. You can't, as we saw. Um, every time we got back to being us and, and a good version of us where we do the things that we're meant to be doing, we were, we were a hard team to stop. But when you carry in loosely and you turn the ball over there or you don't choose to work hard on the inside as a defensive unit, then they'll cut you, cut you apart. So too many lapses um, in defence uh, in the second half uh, and certain things around the attack in the second half, which, which were frustrating. What about the penalty situation? Was, was that, there seemed to be a phase of penalties for Connacht and then they seemed to cut them out again, but th- that is still a concern? I th- we were one penalty, I think, at half time. Um, so I thought our discipline in the first half was excellent. Uh, when we were camped in our 22, there was there was two in a row. Ended up them scoring, and then there was another two, which which made Marius talk to Jack and say, "Listen, you're going to cut this out." So that was just the flow of the game at that time. I, I thought, on the whole, our def- our, our discipline was was uh, was okay. Um, but certainly, uh, some individuals again starting to be real guilty of of giving away silly ones. What causes that? Do you think is that just worrying that the system is breaking down, or the concentration goes, or they don't trust their mate inside or outside them? Those things. It's also sometimes a fatigue thing. They're just um, or pressure from opposition. When opposition have put you under pressure, and you're scrambling and and uh, your reaction time is not as good as it needs to be because you're under so much pressure. So there's a combination of things, but um, we're keeping tabs on those. And uh, I don't know what the penalty count was in the end, but I'm pretty sure we would have been under 10, which is normally a good day for us. Um, Looking ahead to Europe now, um, what's the mood about that? Have you had... I mean, obviously, you'll be analysing the two sides that you'll be playing in Newcastle here at home and then Breve away. But is this maybe a time to change up some of the players? There's there's a few players. Uh, young Kilgallen came on today, and I thought I thought he had a, very, a good game. And you're looking for somebody when they get a chance like that to seize it and go with it. Yeah, I, I think the first thing with Europe is you know it's a it's a another competition where we want to do well in. So we've set a target of reaching the knockout stages. I think everyone that's in Europe in the Challenge Cup. Um, You'd, you'd much prefer to be in the Champions Cup, so you want to prove to yourself and to others that you actually don't belong there, you belong up in the other competition. So these first two rounds are normally really fierce. 
I think after two rounds, if teams have lost two, then they tend to drop off. But with this new competition, the way they've got it, um, uh, if you get to the knockout stages, you might be meeting some teams from above too. So it, it's a tough one for us. We definitely want to reach the knockout stages. We also know that we've got certain players who've had a lot of footy, other players who haven't had a lot of opportunity. Um, so how we get the balance of that selection, the selection will be made to pick a winning side and to go out there and, and ideally win. Um, but we've got to get that right. This is an important day here in, in Connacht. It's, uh, it's an event for uh, families uh, of the players. Uh, give, me, give me a reason. What, what, what does that bring in terms of you know, keeping everybody together, I suppose? And it's an acknowledgement of what uh, families and partners of, of players and management and everybody else, because this is pretty much a 24-7 job on many occasions. Yeah, you're right, William. It, it, it's actually one of the, the most special days in the in the calendar for me because it's the it's the one opportunity we get to say thank you as a club and as and as as a team um, to our loved ones, whether it be your your mum, your dad, your your partner, your wife, your kids, your brother-in-law, your cousins, brothers, sisters, whoever. Um, because the occupation that we're in. It can be a very selfish occupation and it's a very full-on occupation. And we can only do what we do, whether you're a, a staff member, whether you're a player. You can only do what you do if you've got really strong support behind you. So um, it's, a, it's a great way of saying thank you to them and to acknowledging the support that they give us. Uh, and what we saw there today, I think, you know, there was a, an added zest in the way we played, knowing that family and friends and loved ones are in the, in the stand. So um, maybe we should do it every week, I don't know. It's good. Okay, we've made it down to Marty's after the, the press conference where Paul Boyle and Andy Friend were in better form than they have been for a while in Lee. Well, they should be, shouldn't they? I mean, you know, it's good to get a win. It's good to get a bonus point win. Nothing's perfect, never is, you know. I mean, if everything was going to be perfect, then coaches might as well just pack up and go home and go home for Christmas, you know. But, look, I think it was a worthwhile win. You know, I think there were certain fears with Benetton coming over here because Benetton aren't an easy side. There are no pushovers, you know. And I, I, I think it was, a, it was a very worthwhile win and it was a very worthwhile performance. Yes, nothing's perfect, but I just think the fact that they got the win and the bonus point and gave also gave some of the other players who hadn't had much game time an opportunity as well at the same time. I think that was very important. Also important to get that win heading into Europe, isn't it? I mean, you don't want to be going, you don't want to be going, you know, to France and to Newcastle on the back foot, you know, desperate for a win. So I think that monkey is slightly off their back. They've moved incredibly, which is important, is they've moved up the table. So we're looking at basically either on or within the top eight. And that's where really where, you know, we need to be. Yeah, William Andy Andy was relatively happy but not too happy. Which is not a bad place to be with a bonus point win. Yeah, I, I thought it was a pretty average performance. The second half was a mess. Uh, they should have been out of sight by half time. And this is a continuing problem. They don't know how to put teams away. Bit of white line fever, three or four chances just badly thought out plays. And then the second half became, they scored a try early and they scored a couple of tries later on, and that got them the bonus point. And that, but that's what you would expect against Benetton. Yeah. Um, there were some really good individual performances. I thought Paul Boyle was a man, Soshin Dowling, um, Dermot Kilgallen played very well. They needed that win and they needed, they had to win that game. Yeah. But there's, you know, there's much stiffer tests ahead. Ulster, 
the two South African sides will feed off the type of mistakes that we've seen here. And Connacht are now in a position where they can't afford to lose another home game. But there was a lot of industry, some good defensive work, but the forwards, to me, look way ahead of what the backs are achieving. And I think that's a problem because you won't win a game through that because you've got to find a way to score. The... um, the backs are still some way off. They're just not clicking. And it's it's hard to tell why that is because it seems to be a a real slow work in progress. But, yeah, I'm delighted they got the five points. And, um, yeah, roll on Europe. And then Ulster here on the 23rd of December is a massive game. Uh, it'll be the 10th URC game of the season. And they have to, if they get that... They're looking for five and five at that stage. They've got to throw everything at that game. Yeah, I agree. And Dave, one of the things was the, one of the highlights, if I can say that, was the fact that the new lights were pretty bloody impressive today. And hopefully Connacht can build on the impression that they're given because it certainly seemed easier to look at the game with those lights on. I would be very worried about any team that takes inspiration from a new set of uh, floodlights. Um, I think if that's what needs to kickstart your season, then you'll, you'll see floodlights. <laughs> It'll be like jerseys. They'll change them every season for the inspiration. Um, yeah, it was, it, was a, it was a weird... Looking at the game, I'm not going to talk about the game, I'm going to talk about the aesthetic of the game as in how it looked. It was a very grey day. It was a grey day. There was a mist hanging in the air. And you only really noticed how good the lights were when it got dark because you didn't realise that it got dark and that's that's good um, as for the game yeah I agree with the, I agree with William I think the five points is very important I think I totally agree with him I think the backs aren't clicking I think they've got to stop tapping and running five metre penalties because we've not scored not only not scored from any of them we're almost certainly going to give away a penalty I mean I don't I think the ones which haven't lead to us sealing off or holding on or less would be about one in six of them. I think most of them we end up giving away a penalty. So that needs to be looked at. There was some... I can't work out what was... What, was there an unexpected breeze? Because some of the kicking was very up and down. Like, I don't know, for both teams. And it was one good kick that was from Jack, which was a, which got a 50-20-2. Um, but the fours were immense. I'm sorry. I was actually starting to be amused by... The three of the five tries, the first two are not well, scored by forwards, but are not forward tries. Yeah. They are not moves, whereas with like try three, um, which was very much a forward try, even though there's a great snipe from Marmo to get on the post in the first place. But nine more sprinting in for 50 metres, outpacing a international winger. Brilliant. Beautiful pass. Actually, the one bit of click play with the backs didn't involve a back. It involved Bundy's pass to yeah. Boiler for the second try. And then it was just power, power, power. And the last two tries to score because they've, they're missing their big brute force in the, in the second row. It's not high for that. But that's what you have to do. You have to exploit disadvantages. We haven't been doing it this season. Um, I'm glad not, I was very, very frustrated and angry last week because I thought that was a game where... Munster benefited when they had the ball from some generous refereeing and when they didn't have the ball they didn't away from some really generous kind of bad play 
So, improvement. Out of 10, 6.57 max. An awful lot to work, especially from 10 out. But they know that. And it's much better. Look at, if you look at next week, we're going into that having played brilliantly, but scored a five-point win. And Newcastle are going in, having conceded 26 points in the last, 20, in the last half an hour against London Irish today. Admittedly away from home, but still. So, yeah. Lots to work on, but better place than where we were last week. Absolutely, absolutely. And we'll, we'll finish it off here. We're in Murky Rabbits, as you can hear. It's a much better buzz than we had at the end of the podcast last week. We'll have our midweek podcast out on Wednesday. We'll have the press conference audio out on Tuesday, assuming that's when the press conference is. Um, because it's Saturday game, that's what we'd expect. And we'll have the coaches interview on Friday. So, that's it, folks. Remember, if you want to support the podcast... If you're already supporting us in Patreon, thank you very much. We really appreciate it. The one thing you could have, we could ask you to do is let other people know about us on Patreon. For anybody out there who's not on Patreon, all we give out free once a week is this Match Day podcast. Everything else behind the paywall because we need to keep this podcast going. We need to pay for various bits and pieces um, to try and make sure we can get to as many games as we possibly can. We hope you enjoy it. That's it, folks. We'll talk to you soon. Loose. Cut it loose Break out or nothing changes Side